Welcome to the Army Podcast. This is Joel Applebaum, Chief Content Officer at Army. And in this episode, we bring you a snap talk from the 2022 Army Construction Risk Conference entitled Managing Merger and Acquisition Risk by Emily Glantz of Cottingham and Butler. Drawing on more than 12 years of experience as a consultant to the construction industry, Emily outlines how representation and warranty insurance can help mitigate the impact of merger or acquisition transactional risks and provide a viable alternative to escrow. I hope you enjoy it. All right, welcome everyone, and thank you for taking the time to come um, listen to us, and thank you, Ermi, also for the opportunity to speak today. I, I just have to start by saying that, you know, when I was a young child, I was determined that I was gonna be a famous singer one day. And my fame was going to land me a residency in Las Vegas on a big stage. And guys, my day is here. I'm on the Las Vegas stage. Um, but luckily for all of you, I am not singing. Um, I'm talking about insurance, so it's even better, right? Yeah. Okay. So representation and warranty insurance is what we're going to go over today. And I'm coming at it from a very high level. So assuming that this is a policy that we're here to learn about and how we could possibly apply it in mergers and acquisitions that we may have coming up on the horizon. All right, so just to set the stage, mergers and acquisitions are they're a common growth tool for many organizations. And 2021 in the industry was a record-breaking year for mergers and acquisitions. We saw $5 trillion worth of global deal values and $2.6 trillion were done in the United States alone. But a merger and acquisition can open an organization up to a variety of transactional risks. And many of these are unintended and they're discovered after the deal is closed. So in every acquisition, the buyer and the seller are in essence sharing the risk together that one or some representations made by the seller in the agreement are untrue. And traditionally there's been a number of different ways to manage this risk. And the first is the buyer is just going to assume the cost. That is, if a loss arises, I am absorbing that. The second way that it can be managed is through the seller's consideration, and that's through the use of an escrow, an offset to an earnout, or a holdback. And as a worst case scenario, there can be litigation directly against the selling stockholder. But let's face it, no one wants to visit that big stone building in the middle of town, okay? So to further protect against these unintentional transactional risks, a number of organizations are turning to representation and warranty insurance, or like the cool kids are calling it, RWI. So what is RWI? Well, it's an insurance product that was created in the late 90s. And this type of policy can be used to shift certain transaction-related risks from buyers and sellers to a third-party carrier. And it can help both buyers and sellers against losses suffered from the breaches of representation and warranties that are contained in the buy-sell agreement. Let's talk about the benefits of RWI. Often, RWI can supplement or replace the indemnity portion of the agreement. And a key benefit is that it can offset the escrow which is typically 10 to 15% of the consideration for one to two years. Now, for founders who are interested in selling, 
knowing how this policy can be used to maximize your consideration that is retained by the shareholders after the acquisition, it's going to create a lot of value because the liabilities are now covered by a third-party carrier and it's freeing up the amount of consideration, which at the end of the day, it's going to give you greater comfort about what your take-home is actually going to be after the sale is done. For strategic buyers, a benefit of RWI arises in the context where the founder is going to remain in the company. And for construction, this happens quite a bit. I, the seller, am now going to maintain a position in the company, possibly on the management team. And as a buyer, if a loss arises after the sale, I'm faced with a really uncomfortable decision. I'm either going to absorb the loss, or I now have to pursue an action against the founder who is now on my management team. So this can help offset that burden. Other benefits include improved buyer confidence. So my losses are now transferred to a solvent and involved carrier. In the case of a distressed sale, I, the buyer, have a better confidence about what the solvency is going to be of the seller post-sale. I'm also going to be able to push for a broader set of representation and warranties than I typically would find in the indemnification portion. I also could get a longer duration than I typically would receive. And then finally, at the end of the day, it's just going to make your bid more attractive. If there are a number of different buyers and you are the one coming forth with an RWI policy, you're likely to stand out in a positive way. So let's talk about the limits of a typical policy. And to start here, you know, at what deal size does RWI make sense? And as a rule of thumb, we typically look at a deal in excess of $30 million. So when it's $30 million or greater, RWI might be something worth talking to your broker about. And a little back of the napkin math here. So just like every policy, we're going to have our coverage, coverage limits. We're going to have a retention. We're going to have the duration of the policy. We're going to have our premium, and we're going to have some exclusions. So let's talk through this quickly. The coverage limits are custom tailored to the deal. They are unique and specific for each transaction. Typically, again, that quick back of the napkin math, though, is 10% of your deal price. And my retention is 1% of the deal price. However, if you are looking to pick up more risk on that side, that's fine. The carriers are not going to argue with you. You can increase that retention. Now, my pricing of the policy is widely dependent on the due diligence process that's done, how comfortable is the underwriter with your risk, the size of the deal, the retention that you're picking up, and then the coverage length. And as a quick side note, a coverage length is typically three to six years for RWI, but that pricing is typically 4% of the total coverage limits. Now let's talk about the exclusions. I brought that up a couple times. So some common exclusions that we see are cybersecurity, privacy, wages, and taxes are commonly excluded. And then also if there's any known knowledge qualifiers that were drafted into the original purchase agreement, those are also going to be excluded for representation and warranty purposes. These policies can be sold as a buy side or a sell side agreement. Typically, and 90% of the time, we see them sold as a buy side policy. And because this deal covers a critical part of the negotiations, it's important for a buyer to get a sense as quickly as possible if this is a policy you are able to secure. Because let's put yourself in the position that we are in negotiations with the seller 
we are both under the impression this policy is going to formulate and now something happens and I can't get it in place. It is going to create an immense amount of friction in the deal and it's going to disappoint your seller. So starting early with RWI is the best approach. And to start with, we're going to get initial indications from different carrier partners. At this point, there are a couple dozen carriers who are currently writing RWI in the industry. So we're going to get our initial review of them. And then we're going to pick our, our horse, the one that we think looks the most advantageous for our deal early on. And we're going to pay a due diligence fee and begin the due diligence process. And as you're looking at on the screen, it's quite intensive. The underwriter relies on the due diligence of the buyer, which means that the buyer is going to need to have the report available in advance. This is also the leading factor in the pricing of your policy. So make sure that it's done well. That 4% is based off the intent that your due diligence is very buttoned up. We recommend that you have a lead on your team. They get the opportunity to lead the due diligence process. They are scheduling the calls with the insurer as needed, and it's running in tandem with the agreement and the negotiations that you currently have going on with the seller. So just like every insurance policy, again, if the underwriter is not comfortable with the risks that they're underwriting in the due diligence process, guess what? It's coming through as an exclusion. So something to be on the lookout for once you get your, um, your binding. Now, at this point, you might be saying, I don't know, Emily, this is a lot of information. I was on board, but then we talked about due diligence. This moves fast. How is this actually used? And what I can tell you is that 20% of all WRWI policies that are issued have a claim that occur. 20%. And they are typically discovered within the first 18 months of the policy being issued. You know, and so far in 2022, we have seen a rise in claims. But I can also pragmatically say 2021 was a record-breaking year. So, of course, we're going to see an increase based off the increased activity that we saw that occurred. So, the claims data from 2019 reveals that the most common categories continue to be financial statements, tax, legal compliance, and material contracts. And some emerging claims in 2022 are... Take a guess. We got supply chain, right? Customers, condition of my assets, and intellectual property. When we look at the claim side, we are going to have two different claims that can emerge. We're going to have a first party and a third party. And that first party is an insured bringing a claim for coverage under their own policy. So an example of this is a claim resulting from a breach of representation saying, Hey guys, my equipment is in great condition. We have the normal wear and tear and depreciation. And now post-sale, we're finding out that significant pieces of our equipment, they were not well-maintained and we have an issue. That would be an RWI, first party. We can also have a third-party claim arise when an outside party submits a claim against the business. So some examples here would be a tax audit by the IRS or employment claims for harassment, discrimination, or payment dispute. I also want to point out that RWI is not meant to be the primary policy when there is another policy that it can sit over top of. So just something to keep in mind with the claims here. And when we talk about the benefits and just wrapping up RWI in a nutshell, this is a really quickly changing policy line. 
and we recommend staying up to date with where it's at and where is it going because your deals are on a tight timeline as well. This used to be something that private equity firms were using in the late 90s, really our strategic buyers and sellers. Um, no, not so much. That's changing, guys. This is a deal staple at this point. So bottom line, if used strategically by you, the buyer, RWI can make you a more competitive bidder. And if you're a seller, having a requirement for RWI with the buyer can help you retain more value in the transaction. Bottom line, incorporating RWI into your deal is going to have critical benefits in dealing with the post-transaction risk allocation, and it's favorable for all parties. Thank you. Thanks for joining us for this episode of the ERMI podcast recorded at the 2022 ERMI Construction Risk Conference. If you enjoyed the podcast, please subscribe to automatically download future episodes and consider sharing it with your friends. Now, here is the insider's tip just for listening. If you missed the ERMI Construction Risk Conference in November of 2022, you still have time to get access to the top 10 educational session recordings and view most of the session handouts from the conference. And you can even renew your construction risk and insurance specialist certification with no exam required. You'll also get two popular sessions from the ERMI Energy Risk and Insurance Conference included as a special bonus. So go to ERMI.com to take advantage of this offer before it's too late. And most of all, thanks for listening.